John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know. Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio. John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo. While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio, it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. In your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars and Venus, that's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. With dancing this time, it's episode yeah. three of the Lack of Genius Podcast. Kevin here, I'm, I'm waving my arms and John is bobbing his head along yeah, to just the- bouncing around. <laughs> along to our own theme song. We're on episode three. Welcome. John, it's good to see you. You too. Um, we are, uh, John is getting extra credit for today's episode because we're diving into um, regional restaurants. We are. And, and uh, John, go ahead, John. Well, I, I just know that, you know, we're doing White Castle, In-N-Out, for those that are vegetarian. I get it. You may not want to necessarily listen to this one a whole lot, but do know White Castle does have a couple vegetarian options. There you go. They've got a veggie burger. They've also got the Impossible Burger, and I did buy one of those today. Wow, and it was pretty tasty. So look at John already already uh, repping for the White Castle. So John is John being from the Midwest in Indiana is repping White Castle today. I am uh, in Los Angeles and I am uh, repping In and Out Burger, which also has a vegetarian option, um, meaning it's it's actually just a grilled cheese. But <laughs> but you still you can eat food there if you do not eat meat. So yeah, we're pretty excited about this. In and Out is definitely one of my favorite restaurants. Uh, as as it is for you know that's not an original thing to say for someone from Southern California. A lot of people yeah. love In and Out, and uh, and John literally got White Castle. I, I saw him eating what I believe is a slider as we logged on today. Chicken slider. Chicken slider. He proved me wrong. He went with the chicken, not the beef. Well, I've got I've got I've got a bacon cheese one as well underneath it, so it's there. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Well, yep. so so if you're new to our podcast, um, we do a quiz every episode where John and John and I make a quiz for each other on our areas of expertise. So I am uh, my area of expertise today, where I am the genius, is In and Out, and I'm going to try to prove uh, John's lack of genius on In and Out by uh, giving him a quiz. And John is quizzing me on White Castle. These quizzes are available on our website, lackofgenius.com. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we encourage you, these quizzes go up a week before we, uh, about four days before we go live with the episode. So you can take them, test your knowledge on the subject, and then uh, and then see how we did uh, compared to you. Yeah. Real quick, though, before we go into that, I think we've got some follow-up. If we made mistakes in the last episode or if we've got anything else we want to talk about real quick, that's what this little section is for. Yes. Start off with a celebration of we've had over 100 listens so far. Yeah. Yeah, the so, century mark. We reached it. Yeah. We're really excited about that. Yeah, hopefully here, you know, either after this episode or the next one, we'll hit the 200 mark and can just keep growing that way. But we've hit 100. Yeah, I don't want to speak on behalf of John, but I think he shares this sentiment that that I'll never be able to express enough gratitude to you listening because, like, literally, otherwise, it's just me and John talk. We could do this on the telephone, and we do. Yeah. Trust me, we do. <laughs> but uh, but uh, it's just so great to have people listening, paying attention, uh, mm-hmm. taking our quizzes, interacting. We want you involved. So thank you if you were one of those over 100 listeners who have listened to our first two episodes so far. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, I think you had something. I did, yeah. So we like to clean up any errors that we made in the last episode. So last episode, we, we, we were focused on the 4th of July. I focused on the Sandlot. I realized I never even explained that, you know, some people didn't even realize why that was a 4th of July movie. Or they kind of did, but there's a there's a scene in it where they're um, playing baseball. One night a year, they can play baseball a night game because there are fireworks in the sky and the sky is lit up. But they inevitably end up being distracted by the beauty of the fireworks 
um, and and don't even play a game. But that is why it's a Fourth of July movie to me. So just want to clear that up. And then secondly, John and I were both sharing that one of the first scenes that pops into our head is the scene where they're throwing up on the. Uh, we called it a merry-go-round, but it's like a it's like a whirly. Carousel. Yeah, it's like a carousel. It's like a whirly, a fast carousel. It's like a whirly ride. And um, and I said that the vomit was made out of molasses and bacon. If you remember that fun fact. It wasn't the vomit I was talking about. I was wrong on two fronts there. And oh my gosh, now I'm now I'm blanking on it. It it was the chew, it was the cha, it was the tobacco that was made out of bacon bits and wow, I'm already forgetting what it was, but it wasn't molasses. And now now I'm just leaving everyone hanging. Um at some point I'll come back to that. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, I made a mistake with what the vomit was made out of. So they they got to eat bacon a- instead of chewing tobacco, which was very nice for them. Yeah. And I I think on Instagram this week we might put up a poll. We did have a comment where it was said that I had the better radio voice than Kevin. <laughs> I don't believe that, but we may put a poll up on Instagram as to who has the better radio voice, the one that actually works in radio or the one that doesn't. And uh, we'll, we'll have the results next week. And you know what was funny about that comment to me is that it, because I actually work in radio, and so there is a difference between like, I don't know how to say this, like a radio voice. Like a lot of people think a radio voice is, hey, it's a radio announcer guy, you know? And and I, I do think that I have a little bit of that, even though I don't necessarily want to. I want to come off as like a, a a listenable, relatable person, like you're talking to somebody in a room. And and when I am being too announcery, I don't feel like I'm accomplishing that. So I now I'm getting into splitting hairs, but that is <laughs> that is a great uh, that is a great question. It was uh by the way, licorice. Licorice and bacon bits was the chaw for the sandlot, the chewing tobacco. That just sounds horrible. <laughs> if you like black licorice, you you might like this. I do like black licorice, so I think I'm in. Yeah, I don't, so. <laughs> no, that's a hard pass for John. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, okay, so uh, with the business tidied up, uh, we can move into our quizzes, yeah? Yeah. So John, again, has prepared a quiz on White Castle for me, which I'm opening, and I have prepared a quiz on In-N-Out for John, which I believe he's opening. Yep. Okay, question number one on In-N-Out Burger for John. If you order a protein burger from In-N-Out, what unique characteristic will you notice about the burger? A, the patty will not be salted. B, the patty will be four ounces instead of the regular two ounces. C, the bun will be replaced by lettuce. Or D, there will be lettuce, tomatoes, and onions on both sides of the patty. A protein burger from In-N-Out. What do you think, John? I'm guessing this came about during the uh, whole just eat protein and no carb diet fad. Mm. So I'm guessing the bun will be replaced by lettuce. Is that what you're choosing? That's what I'm going with. Nice job, John. Man, I for, for some reason I was hoping that that one would get you and you'd choose the four ounces instead of two ounces. That's what I would have <laughs> gone with. Yeah, um, In-N-Out is uh, – when's the last time you had In-N-Out, John? Or have you had In-N-Out? I, I have had In-N-Out once, and that was in, oh, 2017, okay. were 2016. You, were, you, were you over here in Southern California, or where were you? Uh, I was in Sacramento. You're in Sacramento. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I I have never had a protein burger because I just like my traditional burger. I don't want no lettuce wrapped around my meat. I want a bun. So that's just where I stand on that. But great job, John. You're one for one. Thank you. You ready for your first one? Yeah, bring it on. This former White House employee starred in a movie centered around White Castle. Mm. John Cho... Cal Penn, Barack Obama, or Kiefer Sutherland? (laughs) 
God, it wouldn't be great if it was Barack Obama. I know the answer to this one because I went to college and I watched this movie a bunch. Uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. It is one of the first things that probably pops into it. Pops, it's one of the first things that pops into my head when I think of White Castle. The movie starred John Cho and Cal Penn, but Cal Penn, uh, I believe, is the one who went to work on uh, work at the White House. That's my choice. You are correct. Yeah, Cal Penn. Do you have Do you have any more information on that? Yep, he was the former associate director of the White House Office of Public Liaison. Wow, yeah, he's and he and he's still acting. I forget. I just saw him mm-hmm. in something recently. He's a great actor. It's so funny because Harold and Kumar go to White Castle is a stoner movie. It's kind of a, a joke, but it's it's hilarious. But for him to be able to have a second career in the White House and as a serious mm-hmm. actor, that's mad props to that dude. Yeah, I, I think he also uh, taught at a university for a while as well. Wow. So mighty impressive, mighty impressive. Yeah. There's still hope for all the stoners out there is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's go on to number two for in and out. This is for John. Which of the following states does not have an in and out burger? Which one of these states does not have an in and out burger? Is it a Colorado, B Utah, C Idaho, or D Oregon? I'm going to go with Idaho because besides there being large amounts of potato farms as well as national parks I don't know what else there is in Idaho <laughs> so so based mere, not on any in and out uh, in and out thoughts just the fact that Idaho has nothing is why you're choosing Idaho well I'm not saying Idaho doesn't have nothing I'm just saying besides the potato farms and national parks you're right you did acknowledge that Idaho is your guess Idaho is my guess. You got it right. Good job. Yeah, that was a good one. In fact, I, I should have done the research. I would bet that a lot of our potatoes, a lot of In-N-Out's potatoes come from Idaho, but I do not know that for a fact. Um, yeah, uh, In-N-Out just kind of slowly started expanding, starting in the 90s to to other states. And um, they have reached as far as uh, as Colorado and Utah and Oregon, but uh, Idaho does not have any. So Boise, if, if anyone from Boise is listening, start that petition now and see if you can uh, get something other than just potatoes in your state. Get an in and out in there. All right. Good job, John. Two for two, man. And I'm yeah. one for one. So, so far, so good. So known as the first fast food place, oh. what year did White Castle open? Wow. 1921. 1945, 1890, or 1934? These are all way older than I would have guessed. If I had to just choose blindly, I would have said White Castle probably opened in like the 70s, the 1970s. Um, but the early, the, the most recent date on here is 1945. Um, I don't think it went back to 1890. <laughs> it would be, I would be pretty impressed if that was the case. Yeah, first fast food place. I just think that 1921 and 1934 are a little too early. Um, so I am going to go and guess 1945. That's my answer. Incorrect. I, I even, when I, I showed you the box, I even like hit it specifically. <laughs> but as you can see, it's the 100th anniversary this year. No way. So 1921. 1921. Yeah. And the founder was born in 1890. No way. So he was a 31-year-old gentleman when they opened. Yep. Look at that math. You didn't know I could do math, did you, John? <laughs> Blew you away there. That is, uh, I should have taken the 1921 as a clue, sort of like, why would he choose 1921 instead of 1920? But you're a smart guy. You would choose random numbers like that. Yeah, maybe. Very strategic play with covering it up. All right, man. That was that was a good one. I would never have guessed 
that White Castle is 100 years old. That's very impressive. Yeah. Okay, number three for In-N-Out, John. You're two for two. So here we go. Number three, most In-N-Out locations feature two palm trees in front with what unique distinction? A, they're painted red. B, they're crossed like an X. C, they each have a hole to put your face into for photos. Or D, they meet at the top to form a triangle. Oh, I'm trying to remember what it looked like the one time I've been. And to be fair, not every In-N-Out location has this, yeah. just as many as it's suitable to have. So yeah, most of them do have this. There's two palm trees in front, and what is unique about them? Are they live palm trees, or just they, they make them? I, get, I can't reveal that to you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the choices are they're painted red, they're crossed like an X, they each have a hole to put your face into for photos, or they meet at the top to form a triangle. I'm kind of torn between the first two. Painted red and crossed like an X. Um, I could see the X meaning, you know, X marks the spot. This is where you should come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember the colors for in and out being kind of white, red, and I think some yellow. Mm-hmm. So I could see the red, them being painted red. But I, I think I want to go with the X. They're crossed like an X. Crossed like an X is your final answer? Yep. Good job, John. Ah, oh, I thought I was gonna get you. Yeah, you're right. That the uh, the so the cups and the uh, the bags and the the um, even the fry little boats that they come in. Mostly, most people think of the cups. They have these red palm trees going around them. So that's why you, your your memory served you right about the red. Um, they are crossed like an X, and it's it. Yeah, most people say exactly what you did, and I would have done the same. Like X marks the spot, come meets here. It's actually because the the founder of In and Out loved the movie. It's a mad, mad, mad world, which I've never seen. They they uh, they did sort of a remake of it called Rat Race in the '90s. It's a, the mm-hmm. idea of like people racing around the world, uh, racing around to win some money, and at the end. Spoiler alert, um, the treasure is buried under palm trees that are shaped like a W. And the middle of the W are two palm trees that are crossed like an X. And so that's a little homage to that movie that the, that In-N-Out pays uh, by having those palm trees out front. I thought that was pretty cool. Did not know that. Nice job, John. Three for three, man. All right, uh, let's see if I can. So far, you're doing better on these quizzes than I am in, in, the, in our two non-us episodes. But let's see how we do on number three here. True or false, the burgers have holes in them. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That's like Swiss cheese having holes in them. It doesn't say the cheese has holes in them. It says the burgers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here, here's the immediate thought going through my head. This is such a random question that it has to be true. But I'm not choosing true yet because yeah. my other thought on it is maybe John wants me to think that. Maybe John just said, <laughs> let me choose some random fact. I'll say the burgers have holes in them and I'll put it up there so he'll choose true. And I don't know which one I want to do. The burgers have see. I get now. I'm going down like I could see them putting holes in them because maybe the oxygen gets inside the meat and helps it, you know, get plumpier or taste better. Um, wow, I'm gonna kick myself if I don't choose true and it is true. So if it's false, you got me, John. I'm choosing true. It's true. Yes. <laughs> they started doing it in 1947. Okay. And they put five holes in it, so like one in each corner and one in the middle. It helps the steam it. They steam it. It helps it cook faster. They say it adds more flavor. Wow. They even secured a patent for it. That is something I never would have guessed or known. Yeah. I got to be honest, John. I came into this quiz thinking, In and Out versus White Castle. Man, what does White Castle have on In and Out? 
White Castle's got some history. It does. Yeah, it's a unique place. I am mm-hmm. I am getting I am getting humbled right now by this White Castle knowledge. Well, I mean, and and this isn't one of the questions, but they were like one of the very first places to put a coupon in a newspaper. Wow. Here's what I'm learning is these guys were ahead of their time in terms of marketing. You yeah. know, in terms of saying, let's have a fa- let's have a fast food place where people can come and get their burgers fast, not sit in. Let's put coupons in the newspaper to get more people to come in. These are like commonplace mm-hmm. things now, but they were ahead yeah. of the curve. Yeah, I mean, the coupon was for uh, five burgers for 10 cents. Well, I don't see why anyone would pass <laughs> up that offer. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, John. Uh, great question so far. Um, let's go on to your fourth in and out question where you are three for three. What was the first non-California city to open an in and out um, in and out, of course, was founded in Southern California. I did not add this question, but it was uh, the first in and out was in Baldwin Park, California, which is a suburb of L.A., um, and it uh, branched out from there. So which of these non-California cities was the first in and out open in? Was it A, Phoenix, Arizona, B, Tucson, Arizona, C, Portland, Oregon, or D, Las Vegas, Nevada? Hmm. I mean, I, I feel like Portland would be a little too far away from Southern California to be the first to open. But at the same time, Portland is, you know, likes to keep it weird. They do. They do. That is their motto. Also, from watching so many TV shows, apparently, you know, everyone in L.A. likes to drive to Las Vegas. <laughs> so I could see them putting one in Las Vegas for, you know, all the Southern California people that drive there. <laughs> They're accommodating to us, aren't they? They, they are. <laughs> I mean, if, if you'll, you know, if they can get people there, then they'll spend money. So I think I'm going to go with Las Vegas. Las Vegas final choice? Yep. Wow, John. Oh, my gosh. You're just schooling me, man. You're getting these right. Yeah. Las Vegas, Nevada, 1992 was the first time they opened a restaurant outside of California. It was Las Vegas, Nevada. And I, you know, I didn't read a whole lot on, on, but I would guess it very much has to do with what you just said. And um, as someone who grew up, uh, you know, I was a kid in the 90s. My family didn't go to Vegas that much, um, but because um, believe it or not, it's a nice little, it's a lot of families will go. Really, it's probably like parents who have a gambling addiction and just find an excuse to go <laughs> to take their family. But, you know, families can go and stay, like we, we stayed at Circus Circus one time and it was cool for for the kids. But I remember going and I remember seeing it in and out and being like, wow, like I thought that was only California. And so you kind of knew growing up here that there was just one in and out somewhere else and it was Las Vegas. So um, great job, John. Yeah. So the next question, you get some pictures to look at. This is fun. Yeah. So what famous building in Chicago are White Castles modeled after? Wow. The first one is Willis Tower, which everyone knows of as Sears Tower. Uh Uh-huh. The Water Tower Pump Station. Okay, yeah. The Rookery. Rookery. Or Auditorium Building. Gotcha. And if these places don't sound familiar to you, I have the luxury right now, and you do too, of going to lackofgenius.com and seeing the visual aids on the quiz page, number four. So there's a picture of each building, which is helping me. These are beautiful buildings. They're old buildings. You know, I'm not going to choose it. The one that jumps out is Sears Tower because that's the, it was the tallest building in the world for a long time, but I don't believe that's it because that feels too modern of a building. Here I go playing. I'm, I'm like, is John playing games with me? Is he playing head games with me? Because there is one that the water tower pump station, when I look at it, there are what looks like um, 
a castle structure on the left and right, like the towers of castles. And it is White Castle, so the water tower pump station really looks like what what I would guess they would model it after, whereas the Rookery and the Auditorium building are nice buildings, but they're a little more standard. Rookery's got some nice, um, I don't even know the right word, but decoration on it, just nice adornments. But I'm going to, i got to choose the water tower pump station. That's my choice. Correct. Yes. Outside of the Sears Tower, the Willis Tower, uh-huh. the other three are all fairly... Within the same time period, the wa- the pump station and the rookery are all are from the 1850s, 1860s. Wow. And the rookery was actually the place where the main architect for the Chicago World's Fair oh. worked out of. Cool. And then the auditorium um, was one of the first big opera houses in Chicago oh, and cool. actually was designed by the guy that Frank Lloyd Wright learned from, Louis Sullivan. There's a lot of history in Chicago, too, which I guess I kind of knew there that, is. but that's pretty neat. Yeah, Chicago, you know, known as the Windy City. Yes. It's not actually because of wind. Oh, really? Why is that then? It's because of the Chicago World Fair. Before that, all the architects and politicians were very noisy about how, you know, they were better than New York and, and everything like that, trying to convince the World Fair to be held there. So like they were just blowing a bunch of wind, meaning like yeah. like, like like oh the, like New Yorkers would be like oh Chicago that's the windy city they're just blowing yeah. a bunch of wind like that kind of yep. thing that is hilarious yeah because I've always I've always kind of heard uh, Lake Michigan I think right is the one right in mm-hmm. Chicago like I've always heard it's you know there's a cold chill that comes off of that lake but it's not actually that there's a bunch of wind that comes off of it. I'm sure there are days where it's windy but oh yeah I mean there's definitely windy days but that's because of them being boisterous and and stuff like that. Fun fact, John. That's a good one. Thanks for sharing that, man. That's mm-hmm. a good one. All right. Um, so I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm three for four. Yep. I missed one of them. And you're four for four trying to make it perfect with number five here. I haven't been able to do it yet. This may be, this may be a hist- historic moment in the Lack of Genius podcast. Here's number five for you, John. What is the most recent item added to In-N-Out's official menu? Is it A, hot cocoa? B, lemonade, C, milkshakes, D, chicken tenders. I don't think milkshakes because I I remember those being an item on the menu when I was there a few years ago. Lemonade seems to be a standard. A lot of places have lemonade. Kind of torn between hot cocoa and chicken tenders. And hot cocoa would be kind of odd to me at first because, you know, Southern California doesn't get cold. To, enough to where you'd want hot chocolate. Hey, we get down to 58 degrees here. <laughs> yeah, try negative 20 sometime. <laughs> or, or negative 10 either. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't handle. <laughs> but then chicken tenders, you know, chicken's been a massive thing lately on menus with, you know, the chicken sandwich wars and stuff. And, I mean, Arby's even just added chicken nuggets for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love me some Arby's, I'll be honest. Their chicken nuggets are pretty tasty. I, I have not tried them, and I will now. I want to say chicken tenders. And are you going to say chicken tenders? I'm going to say chicken tenders. Sorry, ah. John. Oh, man. It was hot cocoa. It was ah. hot cocoa. This is – I'll get to the question in a sec. This is the second week in a row that you went four for four and then missed the last one. So <laughs> this is going to be the ongoing, like, jinx moment for you. Right. Um, very good deduction skills, though. Very good deduction. And you're right. Hot cocoa does seem like an odd choice. 
But um, it was added in 2018, I believe it was. The, maybe it was 2013. Uh, I should get that straight. I'm sorry, I don't have my fact sheet in front of me. But it was within the last 10 years or so, and um, and they did add it in winter. So it kind, you know, with the with the chilliness, I think they were trying to capitalize on you know people getting their uh, their pumpkin spice lattes and whatnot. Um, in and Out is very much known for having a uh, just a very simple menu. You know, you get your cheeseburger, you get your double double, you get your fries, and um, the thing that most people know is the not so secret menu. It's a secret menu where you can get animal style fries, which is a secret sauce uh, with. Uh, pickle, like it's chopped up pickles and grilled onions put on top. You can get your burger animal style. You can get the protein. Like none of these are on the actual menu, but if you ask for it, um, you will get it. There's a, a, a lemon up, which is a seven up and lemonade mixed together. There's all these just little things that, that the employees know, um, but hot cocoa has been officially added. Now I know. Now you know. Now you know. And so now I have a chance to tie you. You do. I'm three for four. You finished four for five. I got to get this right to at least tie it. Mm-hmm. Where was White Castle started? Wow. Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis, Indiana. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Or Wichita, Kansas. Wow. wow, wow, wow. Great question, John. Because, you know, the previous question talking about Chicago and talking about how the restaurants themselves were, or the at least the logo was was what was the question? It was that it was molded after the buildings. The building in Chicago, yeah. What famous are White Castles modeled after? And so you know, I want to say Chicago, but I'm worried that that's again just what you want me to think. I, I'm guessing it was probably founded in a smaller Midwestern town. Not that Indianapolis or Minneapolis are small, but they're not huge like Chicago, Wichita. It could be Wichita, but I'm not paying attention to that. So uh, that may be my fatal mistake. I don't know why. I don't know why. But Minneapolis, Minnesota is just jumping off the screen to me right now. And I don't have any other reason to pick any of the other cities. So I'm going to pick Minneapolis, Minnesota. Incorrect. Now, Minneapolis does happen to be where the first location that they started modeling it after the pump station in Chicago was. Is that right? It is. But that's not where it was started. That's not where it was started. So fill us in, John. Wichita. It, w- it was the one that I ignored, of course. <laughs> okay, so lesson learned, Kevin. Next time you're ignoring an answer, pick it. <laughs> is that where the founder's from, or what's the story there? I, I don't know if that's where the founder is from, but that's where the first White Castle was. That's where the first one was. And in and out is Baldwin Park, California. So I think that... Baldwin Park, California, and Wichita, Kansas need to become sister cities, and they can take care of each other because they both started incredible burger chains. Could be. Dude, I think we got the exact same results as last week, where you got four for five and I got three for five. Yeah, I think so. So do I need to make my quiz, quizzes a little bit easier? or I was going to say, or do I need to make mine harder? I'm, I got to say, John, I'm very impressed with your deduction skills. Like, it's not always that you know what the answer is. It's just you can wor- you work it out. You, did you do good on standardized tests back in the day? I did decent. Mm. I don't remember scores, but. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're good. You're good deducer. You're a problem solver. <laughs> Whereas I'm a little too emotional and quick. I'm just like, ah, I'm just going to go with this because I don't want to I don't want to think too much. So it might um, be the, the science training I've had. <laughs> that's true. Scientific method coming into play here. Well, that was a lot of fun, man. I, I, um, I still will. Uh, you know what? I don't think I've shared this yet. I have not had White Castle ever in my life. 
but I have to add that, you know, I look, I'm going to I'm going to be the California guy that says like nothing is ever going to be in and out, of course. But uh, to be fair, I've never tried White Castle. So <laughs> it's kind of not a fair comparison, but uh, I am an in and out boy tried and true. That's for sure. Well, if you ever come out and visit, we'll get some. That, yeah. When I go play hide and seek on your farm, that's when we'll we'll be eating our White Castle sliders. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, John, great job. So we want to, we're ready for the next episode. It'll be episode four already. We're on a roll. Yeah. And we are going to dive into two of our favorite shows. Would you say yours is, you go ahead and talk about yours. Is this your favorite show of all time? Well, I mean, it's definitely favorite franchise. Uh-huh. Because there, I mean, there's, there's more than one, sh- one series of Star Trek. Star Trek is, is what, is what John's going to yeah. be focusing on. Yeah. And so I guess, I mean, it's favorite franchise. So uh, John's John, one of John's favorite franchises, Star Trek. He'll be quizzing me and and you as a result on that. And I am gonna go with the television show Survivor. I I would not go out on a limb and say this is my favorite show of all time. It's a show that I love, and I would almost call it a guilty pleasure to be honest, because I sort of feel a slight amount of embarrassment when I talk in public about my love for Survivor. I feel like it's one of those shows that people are like, oh, Survivor's still on the air? Wow. Yeah, it's still on the air. And there's uh, 40 seasons, I think. I think they're going into season 41 or maybe even 42 right now. Um, I should figure that out and maybe put it on as a quiz question. Um, but uh, I have loved the show for a long time. My, my family and I always, well, I'll get into this next week. We watch it together. We have a good time. And uh, I'm going to quiz you about uh, Survivor. And we look forward to having you, the listener, join us and take these quizzes along with us. When it comes to Survivor, I think there's one thing that they're totally missing out on. Which is? And, and, and I know it's because they want to try and keep people as naked as possible for the, the viewing. Uh-huh. They should do it somewhere cold. Yes, I have had that same sort of thought. They're always on an island or, or they've done, you know, they've done seasons in Australia and Africa and the various places. I shouldn't give too much away because I may need these as quiz questions. Right. <laughs> now, what I will say is they have had like, you know, rain just pouring down on them where these people oh, yeah. are freezing. And so, but you know what? They probably die if they were in Antarctica. So <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's why they haven't done that. Yeah. I mean, they could do Alaska or something like that. I mean, give them a ration of clothing. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll get we'll get more into that next week. Um, John, great job today. We again thank you, uh, listener, for your participation. Please say hi to us on socials and um, and tell your friends if there's anything you like about this. We'd love to have you spread the word for us. And I, I just remembered another fact about White Castle oh. that I, I that Don, our friend Don uh, from yes. Manchester, he he sent me a message one night and. Uh, he was like, this is a fact that I always tell people whenever I can when someone mentions White Castle. It's his fun White Castle fact. <laughs> it, it, it is his fun White Castle fact. <laughs> if you ever go to a White Castle, it's always very white and stainless steel and things like that. And that is mainly because they were trying to make it feel as clean as possible because of uh, Upton Sinclair's book, The Jungle. Yeah. Which was centered around, you know, the meat industry and everything and it just kind of made everyone uneasy about it gotcha so they were they stylized it that way to try to make it seem sanitary so they were trying to change that perception of cleanliness and and stuff like that so thank you don for that information thanks for that fun fact yeah look at that you can share you can share your fun facts with us and we'll share them on the podcast we we uh seriously we'd love any information you have or if you heard us say something that wasn't right feel free to call us out because we i don't know what i'm talking about yeah, I mean, like Kevin was saying, you can reach out to us, I and mean, you can message us directly if you've got our info, or you can reach us at lackofgeniuspodcast.gmail.com, or you can 
leave a comment or a review. Definitely leave reviews. I know we've gotten uh, some five-star reviews on the Apple podcast. Thank you. I think they're up to like six or seven now. Let's make it eight or nine, baby. Come on. But but no one's left an actual review Ooh. besides the stars. Write so some words. Definitely, yeah, write some words. Let people know what you actually think. I would love it if someone left a review that said, I swear John and Kevin didn't pay us to write this. And then and then write your review. That would be fantastic. There may or may not be money involved there. <laughs> we'll pay you in White Castle sliders, okay? Yeah, we really we we're so grateful for you uh, being on this journey with us. We're having a blast. Looking forward to sharing more with you. And with that, John, are we all wrapped up? I think we're good. That's the Lack of Genius Podcast, Episode Three in the books. Thanks for listening. It's the Lack of Genius Podcast in your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars and Venus, that's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast.